Welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. But what is an alpha female, you may ask? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She constantly strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony, but knows that it requires being true to your priorities and what makes you happy. She is never complacent about striving for better and always nurtures the relationships with the people in her life. So let's get started. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, Episode 6. All links and show notes can be found at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we're talking to Tennille Cooper, and I hope I've said it right, but Tennille is a brand message wordsmith. You can find her at sheisepic.com. Her mission in life is to help women with a mission-driven message be themselves in print and sell their services painlessly. And then when she's not taking over the world one hustle at a time, you can find her watching mystery reality TV shows and indulging in paleo-friendly cupcakes. Welcome to Neil. Hi, how are you today? Am I saying your name right? Yes, you are. (laughs) (laughs) I always get, well, we're probably around the same age, but uh, usually people, when they hear my name, Neil, they automatically think of the group back in the days, Captain and Tennille. You're probably not familiar with that. No, I'm totally not at all. (laughs) I I wasn't familiar with it either, but I had to do my research because I kept on getting that a lot. And then I I knew from that people were dating themselves by saying that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we've connected through side hustle chat on Twitter, which is amazing. I'm finding so many alpha females through that lovely weekly chat on Twitter. So I'm so excited that we connected and we've already had you featured on the blog. So I was so excited to then get you on our podcast. But when we went through the original questions and you took a look at the definition of alpha female, how did it resonate with you and how are you an alpha female? Alpha female comes with so much uh, negative connotations because, you know, when you think of alpha male, it's all the good qualities of what an alpha is, you know, in control, confident, bold, that kind of stuff. But when you think of like, or when people label alpha female, it's always a negative connotation that comes with it. And when I think of an alpha female, it is the same definition what you would describe for a male and that's being bold and confident. But for me, especially from this year alone, I feel like an alpha female is someone who gets hit tumbles, falls, has those failures, and it's not the failures that matter. It's how she comes out of it. It's that she is stronger than before coming out of those failures, and then it just makes her even more ready for the next challenge. Like, it's, mm-hmm. she eats it for breakfast, basically. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I wanted to, one, start the feature on my blog and f- showcase other alpha females so that it's not just kind of my life as like the beacon of positivity into making the word alpha female, but I wanted to take others that exude so many of the same qualities and showcase them and just be like, come on, this is a powerful movement and we can really own this word and make it one that people are excited to brand themselves with. Absolutely. Awesome. And so along with all of that, I know that 
we all have different ways of living our life and balancing our priorities, which is really the key to being an alpha female is like we have our principles and we have our dignity and then we have to find our priorities and stick to them so that we can just focus on what makes us happy. And I like to say, and it's in my website header, that an alpha female is someone that strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony. And I got that from the creator of our side hustle chat, Siobhan John, because she was saying, like, stop using the word work-life balance. It's work-life harmony. So do you think either work-life balance, that term which most are familiar with, or the word work-life harmony, do you think it actually exists for us? Um, no, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think there is such a thing as balancing anything because, I mean, if you're, if you really want to put everything into something to see it flourish, like I'd say, let's start with my, my daughter. She's now three years old. Hmm. When I had her, I made a commitment that I was going to focus solely on her and making sure that she develops into she has all the things that she needs as a newborn, um, nutrition-wise, making sure that I'm teaching her sign language when she was younger so that she could communicate so she wouldn't cry as much mm. and that she can communicate through her hands and we can have that relationship where we communicate better, which that eventually happened because I, I studied books, I went into forums, I connected with other parents, I went into the community to find little hubs so that I can you know be around other parents. And in doing so, being quote-unquote, the best mother I could be by throwing myself into that, there's something that is going to falter if because I'm throwing everything into being a mother. And what faltered was being Tennille and, you know, following how can I be a better Tennille and grow myself and what do I want to see myself doing? Because you can't do everything at once. You can only put everything into one thing at a time to see success out of it. And that means that something is going to fall by the wayside. And we have to be okay with that. If you want to see success in another area. And I did see my success with my daughter. Now, as three years old, that I put everything in that year in her. And I saw the fruits of my labor. And now I'm focusing on, you know, growing my business. It's another new baby. And I have to put everything into it. And again, there's going to be something that falls by the wayside, you know, whether that be, you know, my relationship with my partner or my friends or whatever the case may be. But it happens. And I think we have to be okay with the fact that there's going to be unbalance and that's okay. And those who understand that will still be there for you after you come out of it. Sounds like you're surrounding yourself with people that understand when you are really truly throwing yourself into priorities and saying, this is my priority right now. So it means less time together, potentially, whether it's, you know, you said partner and friends. Like for me, I had friends all of Q4 of 2015 asking me to go out for dinner dates. And I said, no, I could do coffee dates, but, <laughs> but not dinner date. I want to I wanna still focus on the relationship, but building my business right now is really important. So I think it's important for us to have people around us that actually understand and support that. Absolutely. Because like, there's no such thing as balance. Like, I, <laughs> like if you, you can try, yeah. but you're not going to be awesome at everything. Yeah, that's, and that's okay. Like, yeah. And I think as women, we try to be great at everything, and then we lose our minds after. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like when my fitness 
and my training is first and foremost, like you're not getting me to do my hair or makeup and I'm not, I'm not looking pretty for that day because I'm focusing on training on the weekend. (laughs) Absolutely. And that's okay. Yeah. So you talk about building your business right now. Is that what you're most passionate about at the moment? Oh, absolutely. Um, The thing about my passion is it's consuming Mm-hmm. And uh, that's all I see. And I think I contribute that to my sign, my zodiac sign as a Taurus. Once we're locked in, we're, we're locked in. Gotcha. And, and it's a gift and a curse. But that goes back to me being unbalanced sometimes because I know that once I focus solely on something, that's it. So tell our listeners a little bit more about what it means to be a wordsmith. It's someone who plays around with words. And the key thing there is play. And I think we we tend to take the play out of work, mm-hmm. out of our business, out of growth, out of everything, out of life. We take the play out. And as a when I think about being a wordsmith, I put the play back in and I play with things, I play with words and see how they go together and flow and pull out emotions, which is what I focus on mostly with my writing, pulling out emotions. Gotcha. So how long have you been a writer? I know it's so cliche to say, but like all my life. Yeah. (laughs) When I was younger, I used to write short stories and uh, they would come out of nowhere. I just decided to write them. I spent a lot of time in my room um, (laughs) because I I was such a nerd. I love reading books. I was reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad at the age of nine. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was really into astrology back then. I still am. Yeah. Um, but more so then, I read a lot. And uh, because I read a lot, I wrote a lot. There was just so much things going on, cir- circling in my head that needed to come out. And I find that when I get caught up in life and I can't think clearly, writing really helps me to put it into focus. So do you journal as well? I don't journal. Oh, okay. I, I don't journal anymore. I used to do it a lot when I was younger. Like every day I would write something about my day. But now I'd say when things get a little, aside from work, because my work is to write, but when things get a little clouded in my head, I'll sit down on, and write. And I just let it flow and come out. So when you answered the questions for me last year in 2015, you gave me a long list of things that you're passionate about. And I just want to read it out back to you and see if any of those are resonating into 2016. Because you talked about being very passionate about writing, but you also said poetry. And you said good food with a lot of O's. (laughs) Wine, reading, hugs, because you give awesome hugs apparently. You love love stories. Laughter and adventure. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. I think I I want more adventures in 2016 for sure. And less material things I want to experience more. So last year was really focused on my business. And this year I really want to do more connecting with people and having experiences with the people that I've met building my business. Because I've met a lot of phenomenal people, especially women, including yourself, in 2015. And I really want to do more connecting now. I was trying to like write words down that really spoke to me in terms of what 2016 was going to mean. Um, And connection was so important because especially with the side hustle chat, you meet people within an hour weekly and it's like, Hey, I think I like you. I think we could be cool peeps. 
Um, <laughs> and then uh, we don't see each other until like the next week. So one of my kind of, I don't want to say resolutions, but one of my goals is that people that I kind of go, hey, yo, I think you're cool. <laughs> yeah, should follow actually up. following up. And, um, and to be honest, this podcast is kind of like very self-serving in that regards because I get to follow up and chit chat with amazing, awesome alpha females because of it. Okay, so let's go into some health things because despite putting all of our focus into some things and knowing that priorities take kind of a forefront in our lives, I think it's really important that we also take care of ourselves. And when I say work-life harmony, I'm really trying to master that so that if I'm healthy, then my career takes off. And I've just been able to see that, especially in my late 20s. So what can you share from some of your daily health habits that help keep your immune system boosted? So before I even share about that, I have to bring up something that happened to me, I think about a year ago, that got me into a regiment, a healthier regiment. So like I was saying to you before about unbalancing, how unbalanced my life was in terms of once I focus on something, I'm lock and loaded on it. That was me building my business in 2014. And I was constantly on my computer trying to figure out how I was going to, you know, increase engagement, get more website views, or, you know, how am I going to increase my ROI, whatever. And it was a really busy year. I was working full-time in my job. I was working at a startup and I was working on my business at the same time, all in connection of growing myself and my business. I would stay up late, get up early. I was doing the most. And I took a trip for the startup that I was working for to the States. And um, once I came back, I was was sick, like sick to the point where I had to have my partner feed me food. I couldn't get up. Like I, I couldn't move like for about two months. On the plane back, I was like coughing, like hacking my lungs out. Someone, the person beside me swore I had SARS because I was just hacking my throat. Wow, And uh, I realized that I definitely did not take care of my health. And in turn, my business suffered. I lost the startup job that I was with because obviously I wasn't 100% me when I first met them because it's a remote job. So once I went to the States to go meet them, I wasn't 100% myself because I was sick. So I lost that opportunity with them. My business started to go down and uh, work, I just wasn't being 100%. So I definitely had to buckle down. And that's when I got introduced to paleo. And I tell everybody this, like, paleo changed my life. <laughs> it totally reset my body because I had so much, I don't know if I can curse on here, but so much shit in it <laughs> that I had to get rid of it. That sickness was the last straw. It was telling me, listen, you're not taking care of me. There's mm-hmm. so much shit in me. You need to get it out. Yeah. And once I started doing that, I did the paleo for like strictly paleo for two months. And that cleansed me. I couldn't do paleo and work out. I, there's no way I could have did that. But after I did the paleo, I went and started to work out and got into regime to be in, in the gym three times out of the week and juicing mm. and all of that. That's what got me on my health journey because now I will never sacrifice my health over work. Mm -hmm. Never. It comes first. Awesome. That's so good to hear because 
I saw it firsthand working in advertising in the early stages of my career, but watching women much older than I was who were supposed to be my, you know, mentors, being in the office late till, you know, midnight, 1 a.m., eating badly, smoking outside, and I just sat there and I was like, is this what I am supposed to model my life after? Like, I don't get this. And it was before I got into fitness and health. And just watching them kind of fade away, I was like, no, I can't, like, I can't do this. I have to, I have to learn how to eat better. I have to learn to get my sleep. Like, it just, you you just don't work properly and you aren't Mm -hmm. at your best when you are burning the candle at both ends. Absolutely. I find now that I've been in a regime, I get ideas quicker. Mm-hmm. Things things that I'm stuck on, once mm-hmm. I go work out and come back to work, because I work out in between my work, I'll be stuck on something before I go work out. I go work out for an hour, I come back, I'm like, oh, I got it. And it just flows. And the rest of the day is like solid. That's awesome. So do you work from home now? Yes, I do. So you can take that you know, midday break and get it in. Yeah. And a lot of people who work from home or work for themselves do not really want to take the time out to work out because it takes away from their day. But I'm telling you, it adds to my day, like adds. Mm. And it's just the importance of scheduling it in and saying like, this is my appointment now. Yeah, absolutely. So you said that like your favorite thing to do is a power nap as well. Oh yeah. I used to uh, schedule in naps as as well because I was never really a good napper Mm -hmm. it's either I lay down and go to sleep and sleep for the night but now I'll scheduling 20 minutes or 30 minutes of napping so that I can feel more refreshed it's just to give my brain a break because when we're up we're constantly thinking and I find that I can piece things together better in my rest states of Mm. sleeping or meditating the things that don't make any sense in my wake state tend to make sense in my sleep state. So do you meditate daily as well? Yes, I do. I'm trying to incorporate a practice, but I'm doing it like right before bed. I turn on the Mindspace app and it basically, I just pass out within like the first two minutes of it. (laughs) I'm not actually meditating, but my goal for 2016 is to try to do it when I'm actually like conscious and sitting. (laughs) Yeah, but that's how I started. I made it super easy for myself so that there's no excuse. So just like you did before bed, I would uh, lay in my bed and put myself in a position where it's meditating. So I'd lay on my back and clasp my hands. So I'm signaling my body and letting it know it's meditation time. It's not sleep time. (laughs) So I'll do that for a little bit. And then once I'm done meditating, I will, you know, go into sleep state. So I think if you just train your body to know when meditation time is, Mm -hmm. you'll less likely fall asleep. Mm, I like that idea. So you do say that you work out. What is your weekly kind of fitness routine like? Well, I like doing classes because if I was to do a workout regime on my own, I would not stick with it. Mm. So I definitely need to do classes. And what I've been doing was um, kettlebell. I love kettlebell because I get to lift weights. (laughs) I love lifting weights. Yeah. Um, And yoga. So I incorporate kettlebell and yoga. Yoga is for the the flexibility and the stretching because after kettlebell kicks my ass like Mm -hmm. I definitely need to stretch my body out and it's a nice combination so I go hard at kettlebell two times out of the week and then yoga one time out of the week Mm, yeah I'm the same I try to do at least one hot yoga class or like a vinyasa or even I've been getting into the yin classes 
which are basically just like holding positions for five minutes at a time and the best stretch I've ever had in my life. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I want to try that one out. Yeah. How do you actually challenge yourself fitness-wise so that it's not, unless like the same old, you know, routine every week is working for you, but do you try to kind of switch it up so that you're not getting complacent in your workouts? Absolutely. But with this kettlebell class, they they switch it up all the time, which I love. Oh, I've never been at a class where it's always switching up. Um, but usually my body will tell me once it's getting bored, if I start showing up late or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten bored with yoga. Uh, and if I do get bored, I'll take a break. So usually it's not me needing to jump to something new. It's just my body's like, okay, I just need a break from this for a little bit. Yeah. And you said something in uh, when we did the blog post back in 2015, and I laughed so hard because I do this, but you hold secret competitions with other members in the class. Yeah, right, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I used to do that in spin classes. So I'd like pedal faster, pedal harder, like twist my resistance up. Like, I know I'm working harder than you. And I used to do it. I actually used to do it in yoga for the longest time until I actually wrote a freelance magazine article on this, like how to leave your ego at the door in yoga class. Because I used to do competitions in yoga class, like I'm able to hold my up dog just a little bit longer than you are or like and it was horrible and my competitive nature always got the best of me and I was Mm -hmm. like okay this is yoga this is supposed to be my practice on my mat I need to stop looking around and I think it was something a teacher must have said you know at the beginning of the class when they're saying all these lovely perfect things and it just kind of like smacked me upside the head I was like oh yoga is not a competition okay (laughs) yeah it's definitely a practice for yourself and I learned that when I did hot yoga for the first time I was like you I was in competition mode with someone who's been looked like she's been doing yoga for like over 20 years (laughs) and here I am trying to compete with her and I passed the hell out like I knocked (laughs) out in hot yoga no you didn't yes I did (laughs) did you have a nice little nap at the same time (laughs) I passed out and I woke up, I'm like, where am I? And the instructor is looking, is just standing over me like, are you okay? <laughs> Let's take you out of this room. And then he had, we had a nice little chit chat about the same thing, just saying that yoga is about your own self-discipline and self-practice. Do not watch that person over on the next mat. Yeah. Otherwise, you will, you will burn yourself out. I think all alpha females kind of have to learn this for themselves, though. <laughs> Absolutely. But mine was laying flat out in a hot yoga class. I did, I did turn back to it after. That's so fun. I did a 30-day challenge at a moksha yoga studio in Toronto. And mm. I remember the first class, a gentleman showed up in jeans and a flannel sweatshirt. Oh, my God. And I thought I was being punked. Like, I looked around for the cameras, and he was completely serious. And he was standing beside me. He's like, so, come here often? And I was like, I am being punked. Like, this is not real. <laughs> I started to chat with other people. He's like, okay, so this is my first time. Is this a hard class? And everyone is like in minimal clothing as possible. And we're all looking at him like, "Mm, you might get a little hot. But no one actually wanted to say he was wearing the wrong clothes. And Mm -hmm. he, he, uh, he, within the first five minutes of class, he lay down and napped and snored the entire class. And I fully thought I was still being punked. Wow. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Um, okay, that was a great tangent. 
Um, <laughs> but I, I guess yoga is one of the best ways for us to, especially hot yoga, if you do it at night to wind down. Is there any kind of habits that you have to wind down at night and reduce your stress from the day? Uh, usually reading before I go to bed mm. really helps. Uh, not a chapter, like maybe like a line or a page from a book that I'm reading. Yeah. Um, I'm reading Big Magic right now. Oh, I love that. It's such an amazing book. And it's it's so great to read it before I go to bed so that I can focus on what it was saying to me so it could really soak in. Because like I was saying earlier to you that the puzzle pieces tend to fit better in my sleep state more than in my wake state. So yeah. I definitely love reading something before I go to bed. Oh, that's awesome. Do you have a practice, like, do you shut down the laptop by a certain time? So, like, no tech devices for, like, the last hour or? Uh, not intentionally. I don't really have that set, like, okay, an hour before bed, no laptop. But I know I do sh- I do, do that. Uh, when I have a set work time because I work from home, like, after 5 o'clock, no more working, which is really hard for me not to do because everything to me is work. Even though it's not work, it's my life now. So it's really hard to decipher what's work and what's life because it's so intertwined. But I definitely try to have a, a cutoff time of no working because gotcha. it does affect, you know, family time. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important for all the alphas that live with someone else. I still live on my own, so I don't have that yet. And I'm like, oh, I can get away with working right up until the time I take my bath and no one's <laughs> going to be upset. Reprimand you, yeah. yeah. I keep reprimanded, so. Okay, so you mentioned that you did a paleo diet to kind of clean yourself out. And I'm actually doing, it's a, it's called the autoimmune paleo diet because mm-hmm. I live with a sidekick of multiple sclerosis, which I actually haven't talked about on the podcast yet. But uh, most of the books that I've read and studied, the premise of the meal plans for uh, living with autoimmune disorders is paleo, which is interesting to hear that it was something that you used to kind of clean up your system and get the immune system boosted. Was it the only thing that was hard for you is like the lack of carbs for working out? You said you had to go off of it when you went back to working out. Yeah, I definitely need a lot of energy when I'm working out. Because I, like I said, I like lifting weights and I needed a lot of protein. And although paleo, you know, does give you that protein with the meats and whatnot, mm-hmm. I really needed to have a lot of variety to choose from. I didn't want to have to think about and plan. This is what I have to eat. And then plan, this is how I have to work out. It was just too much planning for me. So I'm just like, okay, I have to focus on one thing. I guess I'm single-minded focused. (laughs) If I'm going to (laughs) do, like, my health nutrition-wise, then I'm going to focus solely on that. If I'm going to do my fitness, then I'm going to solely focus on that. So I guess that's just how I operate. Yeah, okay. So what are some of your daily or weekly nutrition habits now that keep you well-nourished? The main thing is definitely juicing. Juicing in the sense of, like... I don't want to say smoothies because they're not smoothies to me. It's like fruits and vegetables. And then I have my um, my powder nutrients that I put into it and just blend it up. Mm-hmm. And I'll drink that every other day. I used to drink it every day until I started to see it was like doing the reverse, not helping me. It was making situations worse. So I learned that I have to balance that out too, not to be every day consistently on it, but every other day. Just give my body a break. You're using a blender or you're using a juicer? 
I'm using a blender that juices, meaning that it blends it really, really good. Yeah. That it's, it's juice. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, because the I was using a juicer before, mm-hmm. and I, it was just too much cleanup time, work, and all that. So yeah, I that's found what a most blender. people say is like, juicers are great, but you have to spend that time to clean the machine afterwards. Yeah. And I don't have time for that. So I found a blender that blends my stuff really good. Mm, awesome. And now it's juice. I got a juicer for Christmas. So my plan is to only juice the day before my cleaning lady comes. <laughs> but as an alpha female, I know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And cleaning is not one of my fortes. <laughs> I'm not a cleaner as well. <laughs> what about water? Are you a big water drinker too? I wouldn't say I'm a big water drinker, but I force myself to drink water because mm-hmm. I work around the computer a lot and I know that I need to like rehydrate myself. I, I love water, but it's really hard for me to remember to drink it. So I have to always have it on my desk. Yeah. So do you have like a big pitcher or a big bottle? Yeah, it's right beside my laptop and I'm like drink. I have a big pitcher at my desk at the office and everyone sees me fill it up in the morning and they're like, you really go through that every day. Yep. Yep. I really do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we talked about how alpha female and like the term alpha female is viewed negatively other than just like being a strong personality, but are there any other kind of pain points that you have to constantly problem solve for as being an alpha female? Um, always having everything under control. I think alpha females struggle with uh, controlling everything and uh, wanting to be in control, not in a bad way, but just they know they can do it better. (laughs) They can do it. And what's the sense of giving it off to someone else if I can do it? And when you were saying earlier, you know your strengths and you know your weaknesses and you'll just focus on your strengths and hand off the the weaknesses so that you can do your strengths better. I think that's what we struggle with as alpha females is releasing that control and releasing the fact that we can't do everything and we don't have to do everything. Mm. So learning how to delegate is probably a big pain point. Absolutely. For most alpha females. Yeah. Something I'm learning to do even in the office. Like if I can do it faster and better, I'm just going to do it myself. No, I have a direct report that can do that for me. Mm. (laughs) I have to learn and I have to trust. And it's definitely something that takes I think years to learn like I think some people can switch it pretty quickly but I think most alpha females it takes years to learn how to delegate and what I'm also hearing from you is with the control factor is that the majority of us have this need for perfectionism Mm. and whether that is you know a drive to be an overachiever or we were brought up constantly trying to be perfect I'm reading And I don't know if it's just because my mindset right now is I'm reading Brene Brown's Daring Greatly and I'm on the chapter about perfectionism. So that kind of resonates with me. But yeah, knowing that like we don't always have to be perfect. We can still do really well with all of our responsibilities and our priorities and do amazing things. And they don't always have to be absolutely pitch perfect. Definitely. It just needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Awesome. (laughs) Well, I've enjoyed my time so much with you and I want to just kind of leave on a great note. I love my last question because everyone has such a different definition, but as we talk about leading a life that is 
harmonious with work and life, but that we constantly have to strive to be happy and healthy as we go. What is your definition of happiness? I feel like happy changes all the time for me, the definition of it, because as we learn and grow, the things that once used to make us happy may not make us happy anymore. Or our level of happiness starts to raise or whatever the case may be. There's like a baseline of happiness. And if we're just above that baseline, you know, that would be considered happy. But I, I really like to focus on the, the word joy instead of happy. And the things that give me joy is definitely working on myself And I know that sounds so narcissistic, but (laughs) working on myself to be a better person, better in the sense that I'm always striving to reflect on the day or reflect on a certain way I behave to a person. And was that the right way I should have handled something? And then finding a better way to do it the next time if I'm given that opportunity. Mm. So working on myself gives me joy. Uh, Writing gives me joy. Being with my baby girl gives me joy she gives me laughs Mm -hmm. so that's that's so much joy Mm -hmm. um so laughing would be the biggest thing for me that gives me joy I love laughing a a day can't pass by without me laughing Mm -hmm. or having deep conversations that's that's joy there was a quote that I saw when I was starting my happiness journey and it was that you Um, are responsible for your own happiness. So it sounds like you're taking charge of your happiness by one, putting yourself first. And that goes back to the alpha female definition that a true alpha female puts the needs of herself first so that she can fill up her cup and then pour it into others, that she's never complacent about striving for better. So it sounds like you've got that one down pat, always trying to better yourself. And then nurturing the relationships with the people in your life and making sure that there's quality time spent for gut belly laughs. Absolutely. Those are the best kind of laughs. laughs. They are. Um, Well, thank you so much for your time with us today. I truly appreciate this interview. Thank you for reaching out. Of course. This episode is sponsored by the Live Like an Alpha Female Challenge. Are you ready to take charge of your fitness and health routine? Are you ready to get organized so you have more time to spend with your family or friends or loved ones without feeling always stressed? That's why I created the Live Like an Alpha Female Challenge, a challenge that helps you decrease stress, get organized, and find more time in your day to go after all of your crazy big goals and dreams. The challenge includes five emails with a video message from me on how to fit in fitness, optimize your health and nutrition, stay healthy at work, and all my smartphone organization tips. Sign up at robinbaldwin.com forward slash alpha female for the free challenge today. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back if you would be so kind to open your podcast app of choice and leave me a rating and review. You can find more of me at robinbaldwin.com. That's Robin with a Y, B-A-L-D-W-I-N. And join us next week for another inspiring chat. I hope you have a spectacular day.